Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Haas and Arcade discuss GameFi, NFTs, and fantasy football. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone. It's kind of a last minute uh, call, so to speak, or show, I should say, but we'll let some people fill up. Arcade, if you can hear me, I sent you a co-host. Okay, you accepted it. What's up, man? Not much, brother. Just getting done. Just made some food. Just nice. chilling out. Weekend. Pretty good, man. Not, not bad. I uh, <clears throat> actually got out of the house a few different times, which is like a lot for me. you. <laughs> 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 so it was a pretty good week- weekend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I always get out on Saturdays, but I even got out on Sunday, which is like, it's a oh, rarity man. these times of day. I don't know man. if you're a big football guy, but when football season starts, it's rare for me to leave the house on sunday yeah i'm a huge football guy born and raised in pittsburgh so i'm a big steelers fan but yeah nice yeah i love football man i don't like the trajectory it is so i do lose a little bit um more interest i would say because i grew up watching real football and um real men real men playing the game (laughs) And and not not having these little guys just run over the middle and not allowed to get hit, and uh, yeah. now there, there's no there's no price to pay. You can just run free everywhere, which that that's not football. So I, I just get really, I guess I want to say disinterested a little bit because I always liked I always like defense. I grew up watching the Steelers. Even now they still have a good defense. I just like watching defense. Like I like I like watching the defensive line absolutely just maul the offensive line. And just cause havoc, and then also the quarterback getting dismantled, you know, cleanly. But it's just like, yeah, grown men running twenty miles an hour hit hit someone perfectly, and, and uh, you know they call fl- flags. Or if a wide receiver is running downfield and he dives for the ball, there's nowhere to hit him. It's like, okay, well, I guess you just allow him to catch it because obviously you're going to make con- contact with his helmet because he he's the ch- person that chose to dive. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> so I kind of lose interest in it a little bit so like if something's actually going on i'm gonna do that as opposed to watching a football game like i just that, that's just kind of how i roll yeah yeah it's definitely offensively oriented nowadays i, I mean what? half of my interest is driven by fantasy football honestly because i'm like in deep with fantasy football so uh I, I wouldn't watch half the games i watch if i didn't have players on those teams that are on my fantasy teams <laughs> Oh yeah, and I stopped playing fantasy. Like if I do, um, there's 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 a application that's coming on to Juno called Fan Fury, and it's really cool and innovative. So I, I may get into fantasy. But what's cool about it? It's just like week to week. It's none of this crap where you 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 draft a team and then you're in a league with other people, and then once those other people, their their team is kind of just eh, they just like give up or quit, and then it's 
it just gets old, you know. And I was in some with my and with my Fiat job. I had I won I won my league back to back years. Nice. And I was actually the, <laughs> yeah, I was actually the um commissioner and it was just not a good experience, man. Like everyone wow. like grown men crying over like literally <laughs> like the one the one league I was in was maybe like forty or fifty bucks. It's like, come on, man, like yeah. fifty bucks, you're really that you're you're really that that enamored with crying about everything. Yeah, no, that's not a fun experience at all. I've got my draft coming up in a couple of weeks here with all my good friends. We're going to head out to Lake Tahoe, draft from there. Uh, it's fun when, like, you know, everyone's good-hearted good and good-spirited and they realize it's just a game, you know, even though there is money involved. But, yeah, like you mentioned, I forgot the, what's the name of the project on Juno. Um, Fan Fury. I'll look into that. And then there's also Equal Bet, our KDL partner, and I think they're – modeling after DraftKings as well. So I'm looking forward to their IDO after hours because I think they're going to implement a fantasy football style betting experience, which is really cool. I think that's, I mean, that's a big step in um, adoption. Once you get the sports organizations involved, I already know the NFL has tinkered with NFTs. uh, And I think the NBA as well. So. Once that money comes in, that institutional sports money comes in, man. And then you got the draft kings of the world and what Equal Bet is doing in Fan Fan Theory or Fan Fury? It's Fan Fury. I, so if you, I think it's Fury.fan, actually. Let me let me check real quick. Fury, because I already haven't said Yeah, it's Fury.fan, but it's called Fan Fury. And, What's their um, Twitter? Uh, oh, there it is. I found it. Yeah, I've had them on the show. I've actually did a couple of shows with them. Sometimes the guy, uh, their uh, the the developers will stop by and just bullshit for a little bit. But yeah, they're they're cool peeps, man. I like what they're trying to do. It's it's really cool and you know something to do, man. You know, so yeah, definitely. I'm a but huge yeah, sports I think, guy, so I'll definitely look into it. And it's really cool because it's on Juno, and Juno is this up and coming blockchain that really no one really talks about except for people in Cosmos. But it has the potential to do a lot, man. It really does. Like it has so much potential, and yeah. it's it's, permi- it's permissionless, so everyone can kind of deploy their own thing. Like you guys, for example, if you're like, hey, you know what, we want to have a CW twenty token, and we want to deploy an app, our application also on Juno. You can technically do that and then, you know, go from there. Like you can actually have your app or your games or whatever on Juno as well. And then I'm sure eventually there will be some sort of bridge from um, Kadena and Cosmos. So you would have like that bridge directly, you know. So I already know they're deploying the tendermint for the chain agnostic features within Kadena. So I already know they'll extend that outside of Kadena once they got the internal process down because isn't tendermint uh that's cosmos is kind of bread mm-hmm. and butter so i mean if Kadena is implementing it for their chain agnostic abilities internally i'm sure not too far in the near future we're going to see that uh extend out to like cosmos and juno and everything that's built on the ibc so it's such a like synergistic relationship and partnership between these chains so it's really cool to see uh projects extend outside of the you know their uh, initial ecosystem 
Because I mean, that's that's the future of the blockchain, right? You're not going to be siloed in your own blockchain <laughs> building. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, exactly, and that's why one of many reasons why I always, you know, like Cosmos, and it actually makes sense to me because I and I do all this studying, and a lot of stuff just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, there, <clears throat> not gonna lie, there are some cool applications on certain blockchains that I like to use or or go on from time to time, but. As for like the overall scheme of things, it's just like you're so fragmented, and like I don't feel like dealing with you. Like I have to have this other wallet, and then being able to send data, being able to send data from this chain to that chain, it just doesn't feel safe or doesn't make any sense to me. So I kind of stay away from it. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's kind of how I that's kind of how I view that type of thing. But yeah, I mean, as for like what you guys are doing, it would be super simple. Like you guys can still keep your, um, you know, what you guys have on Kadena, and also you'd be able to have something on Juno or any other chain really in IBC. And then once you're in IBC, you're in IBC. Like all that stuff that you know, that data basically can be sent to any of the chains. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And what's the other big uh, chain on Cosmos or? Besides Juno, I know Juno's kind of on the up and coming. They're trending upwards. What else is I mean, out I'll, there? So right now, like in my opinion, like the three blue chips of of, of IBC right now is um, one is Atom, two is Osmo, and three is Juno. So like for a purely investments strategy and, and which includes you know airdrops and all those type of things if you stake those three you're going to get a bunch of airdrops plus they're just blue chips like they all have a great use case utility they're you know osmo will be around and juno is going to be around and adam is still figuring out all the mechanics behind how to, to accrue more value to the token which will happen and there's too many smart people behind it but um those are like the three and then there's other ones like Evmos is an EVM chain. It's going to be big, in my opinion. So like that's that's probably number four or five on the list. Uh, Secret, yeah. it's really cool because it's pr programmable privacy. So there's all kind of different utilities and use cases that you can kind of leverage their technology with um, their smart contracts. And it's yeah, almost yeah. like almost like Monero, um, Ethereum, and Cosmos kind of like bundled up like the utility that you can kind of get from from using that type of um, um, yeah. you know so those are kind of the, the ones right now but there's so many other ones i mean it just keeps growing it's like a wildfire right now there's just so much going on and there's a bunch of new chains that are coming out too that are coming over uh dydx was the biggest l2 on ethereum it's going to have its own chain soon there's just so many different things in the works so it's really an amazing space to be in and when you stake those tokens that i mentioned you basically qualify for like all these new chains that come out. It's kind of like what they do to get your attention or, you know, like it's like their marketing type of deal almost. It's like, Hey, you, you stake all these tokens. Uh, we understand that you like IBC and why don't you come over here and check out what we have going on. And then, you know, some of the ways they do the airdrops is they incentivize you to, to basically use the application or the protocol or whatever you want to call it. And, um, they do it in waves and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just it's just getting started, man. And I always say it's for for blockchains, it's I just think everything's going to be IBC enabled because we're the ones building all the infrastructure. So it makes complete sense to me. And then like for Kadena, as a proof of work, like it makes sense to me. 
and the way it can scale and has smart yeah, car. No, it's, it's real secure and it's really, really like an infant in my opinion when it comes to like the to the um, growth of it. But usually, you know, year one is straight up just infrastructure. I know technically it's been around longer than that, but year one is just straight up building. Year two is like building and you're starting to see things come to fruition. And then year like three and four is when you really have all kind of things to do on it. So like for like IBC, most chains are only a year old, like basically a year. Wow. Some of them aren't even a year. Like Juno's not even a year old yet. Like Osmosis turned a year in June. Pretty much everything else. I mean, Secret's older. Secret actually started as Enigma on um, on Ethereum and then they came over and, and changed the Secret network. But Secret's a little bit older, but you know, even them are still brand new. It's just a really new, I mean, crypto in general is just like a new space and new category. So I'm just looking forward to just all of it. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, how is like the gamefly scene on like Juno and osmosis? Cause I know osmosis is huge with airdrops. I look back, I looked into osmosis in like November, I would say. Because someone told me like their airdrops are unmatched when it comes to just value for your staking, um, but I never looked into like the NFT and the GameFi scene because I just wasn't there yet, you know, with my like uh, learning curve. So how was it on that side? It's good. It's it's getting there. Like the NFTs are definitely flourishing, but when it comes to like gaming right now, there really isn't too much. I mean, there is, but there really isn't too much yet. I think that's another, I don't know, another half year away from it to be yeah. kind of completely degen. I mean, there are some things. Don't get me wrong. Like there's casinos and maybe they can uh, uh, build their Cosmos gaming world on the arcade <laughs> down the line. Yeah, <laughs> man. Open that like there's pa- arcade. There's passage, which is um, uh, I can't think of the word right now. Uh. I'm just drawing a blank, but there, there's that right now. But there really isn't any too, too much play to earn. Like the Evmos has some things, like Orbital Apes. They're building play to earn, and w- when you own their NFT, you get essentially, I think, up to ten percent of all the transactions on Orbit Market, which is like their main marketplace on Evmos. Right. So that's that's like kind of beneficial just to own it from that aspect. Plus, the art's pretty cool, and eventually they're going to have like a play to earn type game um, with them. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Nice. I mean, realistically, this is non cosmos, but I don't know if you've ever heard of ultra, but ultra is going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be gigantic. And they, it's like steam. I know you guys probably know it's steam. Oh, yeah. so like, it's like steam, but better. And it, it, it more it incentivizes more developments essentially like you know less fees for the developers so they get more bang for their buck and then also a lot of play to earn is going to deploy on there uh their their marketplace actually comes out on the 29th and uh it's really fast i don't i haven't looked into the tech side of it but i know their chain is an eosio type of chain and it's super fast and I don't know too much about the actual tech on that side of it. I haven't done my research yet because I haven't had time. But I, I've done the research on like Ultra and their team is like brilliant. And uh, the token 
has good tokenomics and they're going to be building out their chain, having like a DEX on it and all kinds of different things. But it's really cool. Like you can download their wallet and it's almost like Steam, but better. And um, yeah, like you're going to be able to sell your games on there and, you know, you can buy games, sell games, sell NFTs. You're going to be able to do all kinds of different things. And, um, you know, like there's some good rumors about them having some good connections with like really big um, teams like, um, I, I like I said, I can't say for sure, but you know, like Epic Games and oh, type, wow. you know, yeah, yeah, like stuff like that. So, um, you know, like if, hypothetically, like if that that ever came to fruition, but any really realistically, any team, like any, like say you guys build like a really cool game, right? Um, yeah, you know, for like Fortnite had to start from somewhere. Like say a, a new Fortnite, and it, it gets millions of users. Well, guess what? That's millions of users that are going to be buying or having the um their token and what's cool about it is it's really simple to get their token like you can actually use a credit card or debit card or you can have it from uh you can get it on kucoin and a couple others and it's super fast like you can buy it on kucoin and send it over to your wallet and it's only one uh it's one token so and their token right now is only worth like 30 cents so like basically you can send over for like 30 cents and um wow even if you didn't want to get it from a centralized exchange, you can just buy it with your debit card or credit card right on there. Cause it's like, it's, it's just right there. It's, there's an on-ramp and off-ramp. So it's, it's really cool. And I'm looking forward to that. Like, that's like the one thing that I'm really looking forward to. That's non-Cosmos related. Uh, because in my opinion, gaming is like the next wave of, and you know, like the next influx of, of people to come into the space and th- they're making it. So you don't even, have to know you're using crypto basically which is what which i that's like huge you know huge. exactly that's we like for mass adoption that's what you need you can't have any friction when it comes to like uh new users that just want to download a game and play it you know when i downloaded fortnite i actually played fortnite yesterday for the first time in years you know and it was i didn't have to like worry about remembering a phrase or <laughs> remembering like what wallet i needed to connect to fortnite i just opened the game and the v bucks that i earned in 2018 were still there the characters that i bought back in those days were still there i just booted up the game and got dropped into the lobby you know it's like very seamless experience no friction uh so that's what's key when it comes to the world of web three and actually transitioning people over. Cause I know like Epic games, I'm sure is working behind the scenes to take their V bucks model in Fortnite and bridge it over into the world of web three. I'm sure they have teams built out to do this. There's just nothing, you know, tangible yet on their side. So there's nothing yet to announce, but when that announcement comes, you're going to see, a wave of new users, you know, in the world of Web3. So positioning yourself in the world of like GameFi this early, I think is is going to pay dividends, whether you're a, just a user or a builder, you know, whether it's like what Ultra is doing with their Web3 Steam or whether it's what we're doing with our arcade. Um, so that's why we're really, really excited to be here. Like our Super Bowl game, you know, the teaser that we dropped, like that's going to be, uh basically a web 2.5 experience right where you don't earn the token directly playing the game you earn stars just like you earn stars or in a whitelist back in the day now you can earn those stars and then you could swap them for the token or you know you could swap them for some in-game assets so it kind of helps people bridge uh the world of web two and three because you can play the game without connecting your wallet and still earn stars 
if you do want to trade the stars for arcade you'll have to connect the wallet and you'll have to take that next step into the world of web 3 and some people just aren't ready for that they'd rather just play the game and earn stars and you know maybe in the future they want to uh swap it for arcade but right now they're they're not interested in that they just want to play the game because it's fun right yeah so there's i completely agree with you so you're going to be able to have like a um, nft on OpenSea, like there's this game it's called alarium e-l-a-r-i-u-m it's not out yet but it's super badass looking like they have a trailer and they just had their mint not too long ago and it was an eth but their game is going to be on ultra so like their their actual currency is going to be called e-l-a-r and essentially with your nft that you have you're going to be able to have additions to it, you know, like, Hey, you, you've been playing the game and like, you can add, it's a, it's like a, it's a shooting game. It's a first player. Yeah. Shooting. Yeah. It looks it's like really, I'm, I'm on their Twitter right now. It kind of looks like they're modeling after CSGO. <laughs> yeah. It's really sick. And like Valorant. Yeah, exactly. And then you're going to be able to earn the, you know, that token by holding this, this OG collection. Cause you, it's not, a, you don't have to pay that. It's, it's going to be a free game. But you're going to be able yeah. to earn earn things in the game by owning the NFT, and you'll be able to customize it and add to it. And um, I think the next evolution of it would be like your up your NFT would actually update as well over time, which is like really yeah. cool. And um, it's going to be on Ultra, and I don't know all the mechanics behind Ultra. I know, you know, obviously that'd be like the gas fees on it, but you're going to be able to sell anything. So like if you bought a game on there you'll be able to sell it. So like if you were done playing a game and you spent $50, well, you can sell it for like 25 because someone else wants to buy it and they don't want to pay $50 for it, you know, because who cares? So you'll be able to like right. sell sell games and buy games and collectibles and, you know, stuff that you earn on NFTs. Like like if, if I got like a new skin to a weapon, you know, like I don't know, I'm sure you play Call of Duty, but Call of Duty always has like, hey, you can buy this skin for whatever their currency is. It's going to be yeah. like the same thing, except for it's going to be in crypto. But it, the difference is, like, when you buy shit on right now on like Call of Duty, like you can't sell that stuff back, right? Like you're like, oh, okay, you're screwed. But once you buy it, like you, you buy yeah. stuff on you buy stuff on Valorant, like some skin or whatever, you spend a hundred dollars. Now you don't like it, you can't sell it. You know, like you can't get your money back or like get something for it or trade too. It's like you can trade. Like, hey. You know, I'll give you this skin for that skin, and it's all it's all going to be on uh, Ultra Blockchain, which is super cool. Like, that's why like I'm really bullish on it. No one talks about it. No one really even knows about it, and it's not Cosmos. So like, you know, I'm I try to stick mainly with Cosmos, but I'm chain agnostic. Like, I just like stuff, and the reason why I like yeah. Cosmos is because I even think EOS, like, or um, I say EOS, their tokens U UOS, but um, Ultra. Um, I even believed like they'll even enable IBC because then now it's like, hey, you can just send over your assets or IBC over to us and you could swap for our token and then do whatever with it. Like, I think it just makes sense for everyone, every chain that wants to be in Web3 uh, to, to use, you know, IBC. Like there may be certain cases where a blockchain doesn't want to use it. It could be more for like a private company. And I do believe like a lot of companies will use Cosmos because like there it's like a blueprint. All you have to do, it's open source technology. So you can basically use that and then just technically never enable IVC. So now you can have that security and that great, the good code and all that already kind of there for you. You can alter it for your specific 
um, I don't want to say ramifications, but your specifics that you need for whatever you're trying to do. And then you could technically have your own validator set or whatever you want. And then one day, if you do want to enable, obviously you can. Like, uh, so it, it, it brings a lot of flexibility from the, that particular standpoint. So, you know, there's like certain things in crypto that I just believe in. Like it just long makes term. sense, right? Yeah, it just makes sense, right? Like they always say, like don't invest in stuff that you don't understand. Like only invest in things that you use, right? Like that's like that's like the investment one hundred and one for any anyone out there. It's like only invest in things that you actually understand and use. Like because else, like what else is there? Like why would you invest in shit because someone told you to? You should do the research and be like, okay. And then you know, I've been using things in IBC for. Uh, since since Osmosis pretty much launched June of last summer is when I got into IBC for the most part. And um, well, not for the most part, it is the, the most part. And um, I just, it makes sense to me. It's smooth. Like I understand it. It's so cool that like a sovereign chain can send over data to this other chain and the data gets burned and then reproduced on that other one. So it's literally impossible to hack. It's called the Merkle proof. And yeah, um, Merkle proof. Yeah, and like if the transaction technically wasn't supposed to work, or like something was congested with the relayer, well, the data just goes back to the original destination. So there's literally no central point of failure because all the data is talking to one another. And if anyone knows what oracles are, like oracles really aren't needed in Cosmos because they have interchain queries. The only thing it's needed for is if you're trying to bring over Web two data. So you were talking, you were referring earlier about like sports betting. Well, yeah, you would still need an oracle in that point because you're connected to web two data and you're bringing it over to web three but anything that's already on the blockchain and ibc like you don't need you don't need an oracle for it because it's literally it doesn't make any sense so um like it's just super cool man and like what kadena's doing with like proof of work is super cool because there are going to be things that will probably need to be proof of work and not proof of stake and i think especially with ethereum trying to I don't know if they'll ever nail off uh, pr- proof of stake, but like, you know, there's really not going to be too much proof of work out there anymore. So, you know, you do still technically need proof of work, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that they structure the proof of work with like the chain web and the Peterson graphs and their white paper is a pretty intensive read, um, but just the scalability, like they've already put it into. Um, uh adoption you know uh with like scaling from 10 to 20 chains uh and then just building on pack uh i mean we've been building on pack for the last like six months and the security aspect of it like you mentioned that's huge it's huge if you want to build a game that there are rewards and that's going to introduce bad actors that are going to try to exploit your game you know so you want to build on a secure network that doesn't have um deficiencies or you know vulnerabilities whether it's like sending data from one chain to the other or sending it cross chain the last thing you want is that data to get intercepted because there's a central point acting or like a central bad actor right acting as that point of transfer uh stealing that data or you know stealing your money right so the security aspect of pact um is huge uh and then what you said with like in-game economies and how like in call of duty you can earn skins but there's no way to trade it uh people have found workarounds for that people have you know built out forums whether it's call of duty or 
um, EverQuest is one that Seth, Seth, you mentioned last week where he like sold his character on eBay for like a record amount of money. Right. And that was back in like the early two thousands, late nineties. So it's been around uh, just workarounds to like sell your in-game assets or whatever your character is in game. Uh, like Patrick can speak to that in Diablo. I know Diablo two has an extensive in-game economy, but uh, they trade in, I think like a web two coin, DS2JP, is it, Patrick, if you're there, uh, if you want to expand on that and how that works? Yeah, um, it's a bit older, uh, D2JSP. It's kind of like, I wish they would like kind of, uh, I wish they would adopt like Web3 a bit more, but ultimately it's just a fixed form currency that has a very, it, it's stable within the community in the like Diablo, Starcraft. It's for multiple games. It's just D2, Diablo 2 is where it kind of stemmed from early on. It was once like a hacker form that eventually turned into like a trading platform because in game, the way you found items was just spamming like channels or going into games offering like a ring that you had or whatever. And when the developers made the game, they thought like in-game gold would be the currency that powered the game, but it turned out to be like a very useful rare ring that dropped quite often uh, called the Stone of Jordan. And essentially that turned into form gold, which is now pretty much what created Diablo 2 Resurrected and everything, even though Blizzard refuses to acknowledge the existence of it, everyone knows it's there. Um, and it's pretty much fueled the entire economy of like Diablo for the last 15 years since the developers like abandoned the game in 2008, whatever it was for eight years plus. Um, but yeah, no, the adoption of just that and like all the in-game currents and stuff, when you think about it, the scalability of Web3, I think D2JSP and a lot of like these early Blizzard games like Ethereum was created because of World of Warcraft, as I mentioned in another call. It's like a lot of these early Blizzard games were tiptoeing on Web3. They just didn't know it at the time. Or maybe they did. Who knows? Some of those guys are built different. But um, yeah, it's just the scalability and like the, I wouldn't say the Diablo 2 like in-game economy is infinite, but some of the stuff that does drop is worth a lot of uh, a lot of money. And we really like the model what we're doing kind of after that. And um I don't know, Olaf can probably expand a bit more, but yeah, um, the the virtual currencies are going to stay. Uh, I came in a little bit late on that part, so apologies if there's something I missed, but... Uh, no, just feel- man, I think you, you explained it really well. That's like in-game assets that are very, very uh, limited, either through like a limited time event that happens. Um, yeah. Fortnite holds limited time events every now and then, so- right? They do patches, so it's like in Diablo, one of the more famous patches is like the 1.08 patch, which is only active for like 82 hours on a weekend in like 2003. And it's kind of the same thing in RuneScape. Like they have like the Santa hats and then like some cracker event. Like they have things that like they spawn for a very short period of time and they legitimately spawn in the game. And people will make duplicates through exploits and stuff, which is where the blockchain would come in to like kind of enable and track that item history of said items. So you'd know a legit from a fake and all those things. But um, yeah, to to kind of like touch back on what we were talking about with that, um, Diablo did, like, did this patch where I think an intern maybe wanted some items for herself and enabled it on a Friday because it was first thing Monday morning, they turned it off. But it dropped some pretty crazy shit. And like some of that stuff now, it's like, it trades for, it used to trade for thousand of dollars before Diablo 2 Resurrected came out. But the peers who still play the original Lord of Destruction those items are still worth like six, seven, six, seven, six hundred, seven hundred bucks. And the uh, gray market of D two JSP 
that's about 70k form gold it's like a 10 to 1 fixed value um so yeah it's i could go on on this forever so i apologize if i'm ranting <laughs> it's just it's really crazy no, it's all, really all good to give there. people insight into how you know the foundation for blockchain gaming was really set years ago with these trading economies and like diablo pokemon i mean you could think yeah. of runescape all of these games had these models already laid out they just were so early that you know the blockchain technology hadn't come around to help them with verification like you said with like an asset is it a duplicate or is it an actual verified asset in game um and then the trading aspect of it you know like now you have on ramps and off ramps so rather than just trading in like forum gold uh you can actually take whatever you earned in game trade it for say arcade token in our case and then you could take arcade to a dex and trade it for you know kda or wrapped usdc and then off ramp it and earn actual fiat you know so and it bridges I, those two worlds. And that's the beauty of us once we figured out our direction in terms of gaming and everything internally was I understood the economics of just like the gaming currencies extremely well. And when we all sat down and really figured out just how the math works on the end, how much the circulating supply is, just the basic tokenomics of, of everything. And then you take that to case studies of modern gaming, older gaming, retro gaming. It, it all it's such a universal um like formula that works you just have to plug in and tweak it depending on numbers so that's why it's just super exciting because we've touched on it before but um we want to be we want this to be a universal thing that's not just limited to playing uh super bowl within our arcade you know or any of our games we want you to be able to play games that you love and we want to be able to have like incentives and challenges and things like that community-based things like that where even if you don't feel like playing uh, Billy the Bull for 12 hours on a Saturday, you can hop on your PS5 and play MLB on Diamond Dynasty and still earn something. And we want that to kind of be the play and earn aspect of what we're building. And just all of these uh, fundamental things that we learned growing up playing all these games from Blizzard. I didn't realize how many people hated Blizzard until I got older and realized that so many people created billion dollar companies because how Blizzard did them back in the day. But uh, yeah, man, it's really cool. It's really exciting. And we have gamers in, not, in mind, not just NFT people, not just blockchains. It's like Web 2.5. We want to touch every market. And there was a guy in our general discord over the weekend who told us that him and his son were playing our arcade for a few hours. And like, that's kind of what it's all about. Like, We want it to be very familiar for all generations. And we want to be able to create something that you can just hop on, play, do whatever with your family, have fun. And uh, yeah, that's that's um, that's all I really have. I could go on this for hours, but I know all of you have things to do. And thank you for tuning in. But <laughs> Boy, you I could go on on this forever. <laughs> no, no, no. I just I, I will go down a rabbit hole of gaming. Like, I will, I will go down stuff. a deep rabbit hole. Exciting stuff. Yeah. And then to touch on that, we're gonna. Uh... The whole gaming aspect, I don't know if you want to um, participate, Haas, but closer to IDO, we haven't set a date yet. We're going to host a gameathon on Twitch. So we're going to have like various games played. Um, I know you're a big Valorant guy, so we might put Valorant on the menu there uh, and host like maybe tournaments amongst the community or just like, you know, stream, stream an AMA, like we'll stream us playing and struggling in Valorant because I've only played it like once in my life. 
<laughs> and then just have like a community AMA or community chat in the Twitch channel. Um, so if you want to get involved, man, you know. Yeah, maybe I will do it. I know I get to flex my Wayfinder on uh, Valorant. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got. I haven't been playing, man. I've just been so busy. But the game that I used to spend so much time on was um, Fortnite. Like I'm actually still cracked. Like I could build really good. Like I was really, just, really. Yeah, I would just put music on and honestly just play. I wouldn't even play the regular game. I would just jam out and just build and just zone out. And I could crank. Like I would if I did play, it would just be like one v ones, and it was just like you know, like you. I don't know if you've ever one v one on there, but. I've you seen build, it. I have never done it myself. Yeah, so it's just like a ramp one way and a ramp the other way and then a wall and then you just edit through it and then you just basically, you have to do at least um, like, I think it's 290s or 390s and then you can come at each other but like, yeah, just just like that. I used to just do that and play um, creative all the time because like I don't really, I, I used to enjoy the regular game but then I just got to the point where I just like to play creative because it's just more fun and Epic was always changing the weapons to make it so it's like you you need a controller to actually compete because they just want right, to because it's right. it's smart like if you're a business like they're a business right more people use a controller than a, like a mouse and keyboard so like as a business model like why would you not cater to like the controller players and it's really frustrating because you know like they don't ever miss a shot especially up close so it's it's just really frustrating because there's there's times when you're playing the game. I I started playing Fortnite as a controller player before I played PC gaming, and it was like I understand there's certain things that a, a controller player just can't do, and like they just basically um, cheat for them, you know. Like her, her, here's software to give you aim assist, like, so you so you never miss a so you legit never miss a shotgun shot ever, like close off. Like, you just never will miss, and it's always going to be throat throat high, you know. It's like for, for your whole yeah. life, so it's real frustrating or. Like the game, they have so many spray weapons. So like, all you legit have to do is just hold the trigger down. You can be the worst player. Like, like put it this way: if you're the worst PC player, like mouse and keyboard, you'll never you'll never kill anyone that's like an, a, a decent to average controller or a mouse and keyboard. But you could legit be the worst controller player ever, like ever mm-hmm. imaginable, and you'll kill people with the mouse and keyboard because it takes no skill. You just get in their box and spray, and you're you're going to pretty much kill them every time. Like it's. It's real annoying. So, like, I got kind of frustrated with it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to play this anymore. So, like, now Valorant is all aim. Like, it's just all aim, and yeah. you can't play. You can't play with the controller because it's just it's all aim. There's no aim assist. So, I like I like playing Valorant when I do have free time, which is never. But it's a fun game. Uh, yeah, but that would be kind of fun, man. Like, there's a guy that I know. He does a lot of a lot of tournaments, even with like Fall Guys and stuff. And it's kind of a good yeah. Idea. Fall Guys is a good like party game. Uh, yeah, so I would like to, a bunch of party games. I was gonna say I would like to start to to uh, to do to do something like that. Um, yeah, I ma- think I think it's a very untapped uh, uh, channel when it comes to the world of like Web three. It's like I don't know I don't know why we aren't using Twitch more. It's such a great resource for streaming and connecting with the community. Um, as much as I love Spaces. <laughs> <laughs> and you know like discord and telegram are cool but like there's a an element to twitch that like they those two just don't cover you know oh uh, yeah i i mean i used to watch twitch all the time when i was playing i actually made some money playing uh fortnite i, I played in some tournaments and in place not much money nice. I, I made some money playing it and um 
But yeah, I used to do. That's all I would do. I was either playing Fortnite or watching Fortnite. Because when I got laid off from uh, when COVID first happened, I had so much free time. Like I was, I was literally all of March and April and pretty much half of May. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about. 12 15 hours like i was essentially a loser like i just played all day <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, making money off it no i mean i was just having fun do. because like you know i'm i was like dude i got time to actually play video games so what else do i have to do like i would work out a little bit and play video games that's all i did for yeah, basically no, two and a half straight months and when, i i got really COVID good came around i think I, that's when i first started really looking into twitch because covid came around and then uh, I started working remotely, so I just had my laptop with me all the time. So I would just throw, like, um, Nick Merck's Warzone was huge. It was probably the biggest game in the world at that time. Everyone was playing Call of Duty Warzone. So I would just watch, uh, like, the biggest streamers play that just as, like, background noise while I was working. Um, and that was, like you said, around, like, when COVID hit. So we were just all locked up in our homes. Um and I think that really propelled Twitch into like a different stratosphere because the numbers that these guys are pulling in now in terms of like viewership and engagement, they were not seeing pre-COVID because of the whole work from home aspect. And yeah, you know, and, then having, Amazon, like, and then Amazon bought them, right? I don't think they initially were Amazon and then Amazon yeah. bought but, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I used to watch Nick Merckx too. Actually, back when he was only playing Fortnite back in the day when I was still playing on the controller. He's, he was cool. It was fun watching him, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just like him too, right? Like he's obviously he has gaming IQ. That's all the guy has done his like whole life. He can go and not play Fortnite for a long time and then kind of just do some random practice and be okay at it. Cause he's on a controller. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't do that with mouse, mouse keyboard. It just take, there's too much, it's too much uh there's too much talent and skill muscle you memory have, yeah like it i mean you'll get it back but i mean it's just i don't know how anyone plays with the controller like after playing mouse and keyboard i will ne- i just don't want to unless it's just like a chill game i'm hanging out with the family or my nephew's over or my brother's over and we're just trying to play some random like game on um on uh what is it what's the nintendo one right now so switch? switch yeah like on switch or whatever then it's cool. But like, if I'm trying to play, I, dude, I'm playing on mouse and keyboard. Shit, I mean, so speaking, much more speaking as a controller player, it's an intimidating leap to mouse and keyboard. Well, one, I, I mean, I've been putting off building my own PC or just like buying a pre-built PC for a couple of years now. Um, Noob. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on PlayStation 5 still. Uh, and I mean, it's served me well for like the casual gamer that I've become due to like, you know, being so busy. Uh, but I really, really want to like get back into uh, that gaming world and like building my own PC just for not even just gaming, work related stuff as well. Uh, and then I think I'll begin to tinker with my mouse and keyboard. Nice. So I got super lucky. So my one buddy, he actually played professionally a um, bunch of different games. And he kept telling me, like, he's like, bro, like, you just need to get your own PC and, and start playing on a PC. And uh, right before COVID, like, I was just buying piece by piece and, and wait until I had everything together. And it, it was a, it was actually the Christmas right before COVID happened. I finalized building my computer. I was buying them like I was waiting for stuff to go on sale, and I was just buying every piece by itself. And um, I built my own PC right at, right around Christmas time, 
And, uh, you know, when I had chances, I was playing. But, yeah, I mean, I, when you play mouse and keyboard and you realize, like, how much more fun it is because you control literally everything. You right. control every shot. You don't get any help. And then when you do something really, like, sick on a video game and it's mouse and keyboard, you're, like, you appreciate it more than, like, a controller. Because, like, the controller, it's, it's all software that helps you. Like, you can't aim good with a controller. I mean, it just sucks. There's no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. You know, so, like, you'll feel the difference. You're, you can just do, like, a flick shot. And when you actually hit that flick shot and, you, and you're not getting some software assistance, like, it just feels good. And, like, oh, shit. And you just, you'll, you'll feel it. And then, like, yeah, you just control everything, man. Like, it's it's just a better it's just a better gaming experience. I'll I'll uh I'll give some alpha super quickly. Um if you guys take a look at the arcade logo for Aloft's thing, we officially have a trademark situation pending, so we're able to use this logo on our merchandise and such. Um, which means that gaming being our primary like focus mouse pads um skins and a lot of other things are going to be hitting the merch store probably within the next three weeks here that really tailored to that gaming community um right now we have posters but what i'm going to do is structure it to be collections and we can do clothes like everyone just grabs a bunch of wholesale t-shirts with an ein number and goes down and just presses them and charges them 10x you know but for us we actually wanted to build with brands that were established and do collaborations for streetwear streetwear brands as well as our own standalone products so we have the gaming essentials coming very soon um i don't have a definite date yet but that's just a little alpha that um you know, I might tiptoe around in Discord and such, but we have mouse pads and a ton of other things coming very soon that will be in line with our gaming community. One I was going to ask you mechanical this, keyboard. I was going to ask you about your uh, your mouse pad. So when I play games, I, I have the sensitivity real low. Yeah, and um, I, I I'm sure. Have you heard of Glorious Gaming at all? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so like their biggest mouse pads, like a triple extra large, right? It's I have this gigantic desk, and when I game, I always wear. I have these sleeves. It's like an Under Armour sleeve, almost, and it's it's just your your uh your arms just glides along the mouse pad. So like if you guys get these real big mouse pads, I'll grab some. I just don't deal with the small. Ones. Like it has to be like I'm telling you right now. Like this shit is. I'm telling you right now. I'll kind of guess it's one. It's probably six feet wide minimum. One two. Probably six feet by like four. Feet. <laughs> Thing is gigantic, dude. But my my hope my arm can just glide. Like when I'm actually using it for work, I, the sensitivity is up higher, so I don't have to really do. I can just use my wrist. But when yeah. I game, I put the sensitivity real low, and that's how I just m don't miss shots. But I need the whole freaking. I need to use my whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use it every square footage of the room. <laughs> I'm telling you this, bro. Like when we used to, when I used to play Fortnite, people used to think I was cheating because I never missed a shot. But don't get me wrong, wow. like I was practicing my aim all the time. But they would be so pissed. They're like, "Dude, you never miss a shot. Are you on a controller?" I'm like, "No, I'm not on a controller." And you yeah. could tell by the way I was moving around that I'm on a controller because the movement with the controllers is so much better. That that even goes with like call of duty and shit like when you actually have a controller you have more movement because it's 360 as opposed to like whatever 180 or 90 degrees shit with a with wasd but uh yeah dude i i get i get serious like if i'm gaming like i need i need this big ass mouse pad i i want this i'll I put the sleeve on and everything dude like i'm getting into it
I'm getting my mask back from my box. <laughs> so that's one thing. And that's kind of why, like, when for me, like, I have a, ba- a slight background in e-commerce, but not to nothing too extensive. But for me, it's more than just buying wholesale and making quick products for quick money with like if we're attaching what we're what we've done to a product, it needs to kind of meet the same requirements that we build with. So we need to have like I check the warehouses, I check the sustainability of the product. My mouse that I have now is a G502 Lightspeed. Like these things I do deep research into and our products reflect that. So yeah, like we'll have a I don't know if we'll have a six foot mouse pad. So I don't know about that, but we will have a, a abnormally large mouse pad for um the gamers because my setup I've I've put it in Discord a couple times, but I have a pretty large desk. It's about eight feet wide, I'd say. And I have like the right side is for a PS5 with the TV and then the left side's for PC. And then I have an L that I kind of bring on and off, which is for like my Mac setup when I have to do like arcade stuff. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm very deep into gaming myself. Like I, I love it. Um, I have different mouses for different setups. I have wired keyboards, unwired keyboards, um, different mouse pads, and they all have different sensitivity options. So I'm in the same boat with you. As far as a sleeve goes, I just have a wrist protector. I can't, I, I can't attest to that. But um, telling you the sleeve, man. If you use your whole arm, <laughs> if you're using your whole arm, your shit just glides, man. Oh, I'll have it to just, try it out. It just glides. Like you, you won't. You'll be like, damn, my my aim is so good right now. It's because you're like to borrow man. something from Cody because I swear I've only seen him in Under Armour sleeves. Well, so. you know what you can do. You you know what you can do too is those dry fit shirts. If it's long sleeve, like I do that sometimes. Like right now, I got I I always wear long sleeves in my house, and um, they're always under they're always Under Armour or like that same type of material, like this like this um, soft stuff. I don't know how to explain it. It's not yeah, like the dry like fit the dry shirt. Uh, I don't even know how to explain this one. It's just real smooth though. Like when you go against the mouse, like I'm doing it right now on my mouse pad, like it just glides. It's, right, right. You know, like caught, you want to just build yeah, out like, an entire setup and just start gaming like Haas used to. I got four monitors too. My shit's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all mounted. So I got, you, you're talking about a desk. My desk is like 12 feet long. Like I got it's my little OD for the arcade right now. It's just like oh, Snake shit. and Tetris. I don't think you need that. <laughs> just hey, but I was, I was saying what you guys need to do too is, uh, you need to not discriminate discriminate against the women. If it was me and I was building the brand like what you guys are doing, I'd have oh, so man. much pink stuff. Everything would be pink. Dude, you can. Um, Patrick you could, is uh, the biggest like proponent of uh, gender ambiguous products and like female oriented products. So I'm glad you mentioned that. If you guys really want some insane alpha, the very early days of arcade, I cussed out. Norris and the loft because we needed to have a woman bull. I was dead. <laughs> we, set we, we tried to get a female bull, but the bull was just like, <laughs> it was not. Bro, if you get good. merchandise and it's gaming specific and it's like women's stuff, like they're the ones that spend the money, anyways. Like, oh, man. I, that, you know what I mean, like my wife put it this way if you guys have a pink mouse pad, I'll buy one off you because I need to get my wife a pink mouse pad. Bro. Anyway. I think I probably have more pink shirts than uh, than most most females that I know, man. I'm all about like, I'm all about colors, man. Like that, I I do not care. I am so comfortable with myself, bro. So yeah, they'll they'll definitely be gender inclusive products in in terms of colorways. Um, but most of the stuff I try to make unisex as possible, like bucket hats and things like that within the merch realm. 
But yeah, we also have uh, blue light glasses too that I'll be importing from France, a direct factory that I've been working very close with. Um, so yeah, man, like for us, we really put a deep emphasis on quality within our products. And like I said, man, it's, it's much more than just being like, okay, cool. Here's some uh, pro club or Gildan t-shirts that I got for a wholesale price. And now I'm going to get an iron press and I'm going to ship these out for $50 to you. Like we're just, that's not who we are. That's not what we're doing. Um, we're trying to make quality things and you know, man, like we're just, it's just so nice to have a trademark in the, in the works because we've changed our logo so many times and our branding, but now we have something that's solidified and sick so we can actually expand on the proper like marketing channels and product lines and stuff with the, the more like fiat physical stuff of the arcade. You'll be able to buy it with arcade too, which is awesome. Like imagine playing Super yep. Bowl or playing the arcade and then earning stars, swapping it for arcade. You know, like, oh, let me check out the merch store. Maybe I need to upgrade my mouse pad so that I can earn more stars. <laughs> let me do that with the start or the arcade. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, so it's like it all it all interconnects, which is really cool. So I was going to say, I was gonna say I'm going to I have to get going pretty soon. But what I wanted to do before I go is I'll ask this question. But everyone in the chat, too, if you can just, you know, there's a little button, a little bottom right button. Put your favorite game that you've ever played um, or like a game that you it gives you good memories like with your friends yeah, yeah, whatever. like, like my my stuff. one of my favorite games that like was real big and like was for me and like my boys like back in the day was uh, was goldeneye i just used to love oh, playing man, i love that game like i just <laughs> well, i have it. i have my 64 i have a gold a golden eye we might Dude, play I, that on the stream Hell yeah, bro! Like I, I miss that game. It's probably dog shit right now, but like it was just—I just remember <laughs> it was so cool back in. Like it was like we we would literally like get so mad if someone got the golden the golden gun. Like they would just be like, "All right, I quit." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh shit, yeah, that game was like, amazing. Though. That was so much fun. And then, uh, I mean, to me, like the greatest the greatest game of all time, in my opinion, that because I look at greatest games of all time is that any any genre can play like any age like even right now right like it's right. still fun if you're five if you're 50 it if you're old. It, yeah it, yes. it's got to be mario dude just like the og like all the marios like the, easily like, like everyone can play it right like you can like someone doesn't even know how to play a video game you go here let's play this and, and they'll be into it you know and like or mario kart like mario kart's great too like mario that's that thing there's still new mario karts like mario kart is amazing so much yeah, fun. The party games. I mean, Nintendo found that they found the formula early on and they stuck to it. So kudos to them. Cause yeah, like you said, yeah, Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros, uh, Mario Party, the entire like Mario uh world is yep. just ways for people to play games without, you know, a major learning curve, without having to worry about picking up new game mechanics. And we modeled a lot of the arcade and what we're building around Mario. Like it's one of exactly. our main inspirations. That's why the Super Bowl is its side scroller, you know? It's it's like it's universal. It's, like yeah, sorry. Exactly. It's so universal. Like, you know, one day maybe you're playing a side scroller, maybe the next day you're playing Mar Mario Party or not Mario Party, sorry, for legalities. You're playing Bull Party or something. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? It's just uh, it's so universal. And we we looked at all of these use cases of these early companies when we made when we figured out what we're doing with Arcade. And we wanted to make sure that we were doing it right and following these these pretty much fundamental rule sets within this this world. You know, um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got excited. But yeah, man, we're 
we're so amped. It's 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 insane. But yeah, Dude, that's that, your favorite game. Like Estes just put a saying. he just put a clip in the chat with the proximity mines on, and I'm odd job. I remember odd job. He was real tall. He was, <laughs> was that the one? Who was the real short one? That it was like cheating using him. I don't know his names, man. Dude, yeah, there was there was a that character is. that was like really really short. It was like cheating, like because. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It just reminded me of like being in. I think it was middle school when I was. Was it odd job? It might be odd job. What was there was one that was real tall, and then there was one that was really short, like super super short. Uh, but anyhow, I just remember like I think it was middle school uh, when that game came out for me, and basically like as soon as we got home from school, that's all we wanted to play. Like my boys would come over, and we would just play freaking. We'd have four controllers and just go and, and having fun with it. There was Jaws. Was it Jaws? I'm not sure. Oh man. But yeah, like you said, it's those games. I mean, it's a little the game that I like grew up playing with my siblings and friends was uh just like the Crash Bandicoots and the Spirals. So a little past the Nintendo sixty four era. But like those games, man, they just like I don't know, they bring back memories. They like take you back to the time where everything was like simple and you know have these worries and like real world like responsibilities, right? <laughs> uh so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to like recapture that feeling with the arcade because there's nothing like it, man. Getting home from school, uh, you know, a long day from from like studying and just turning on your Nintendo 64, or your PlayStation or your Xbox and gaming with the boys or the gals, you know. Oh, yeah, bro. Like what's Thank so you. cool? What's so cool is like I had every system pretty much ever since like day one like yeah. I, that was like the thing i would save up my parents like barely had anything but they they would save up just to get us the new systems like i i remember even having like sega saturn dude and like uh oh, yeah, that dates me that, that predates me like no one had <laughs> sega saturn like i had atari <laughs> nintendo sega genesis n6 or uh, super nintendo uh then there was freaking cast Dreamcast, there was the, the the initial Xbox, all the play. I, you know what? I never really got into Playstations, so I can't say I had them all. I wasn't a big PlayStation fan. I was I was hardcore Nintendo. So like any Nintendo, I, I had them all. And then Xbox, I had that. And then um, you know, I did get PS PS4 and five, but I I wasn't really. I mean, don't get me wrong, I played all of them. PS1, two, and three, and four, and five, and. Uh, but I was more of a Nintendo guy. Like I had every Nintendo, I had every Sega ever. Uh, so like yeah. it was kind of cool, like just to see all the different, you know. Like I was always these graphics are so good. Like look at this shit. I remember being a kid. Like look how cool these graphics yeah. are. Like every time a new system came off, <laughs> these graphics are amazing. Now like if you yeah. look back, like they were such. They were they so were not ass. that good. <laughs> they were so ass, dude. Like so ass. You oh, can count man. the pixels on the screen. Yeah, like I was like. <laughs> I remember that's all we used to talk about. These graphics, because you're, uh, you know, like you're used to the Nintendo, then Super Nintendo comes out. You're like, dude, these graphics are amazing. <laughs> like yeah. they were just so bad. <laughs> it's hilarious. Is like there was like graphics debate between the PlayStation and Xbox uh, fanboys. You know, there was that tribalism, and then whenever like the boys got together we'd be playing Wii Sports. <laughs> you know, so it's like <laughs> the graphics yeah. didn't even matter. You know uh that was we days yeah i used to have the handheld ones i used to have the handheld ones too like on the, like 
Game Boy, and then I forget what the seg the uh, the Sega one was called. It was so much better than Game Boy, and I used to have this baseball game on it. It was so much fun. But yeah, dude, like I used to play every game, like ever, basically, like, especially sport games. Shoot, I played all the shooting games and sport games and racing games. Yeah, it's like what I used to always like. Bad. I didn't really get into. Although I did like Zelda, I used to mess mess around with Zelda. I played oh, all the man. Zelda. Norris is the Zelda like maxi. Yeah. That's Norris's bread and butter. We <laughs> played through fun fact when we first started building arcade when it was the Cadenables to get inspiration and to like really get ourselves uh, in the mindset of building this like nostalgic project project. Norris would literally play Zelda for like. Uh, ocarina of time for like four hours a night <laughs> every night for like three weeks <laughs> and i was i think in january like yeah, january, january to like late february he would literally have like 6 p.m every day after we get done working he'd turn on 64 boot up ocarina of time and just 100 percent finish it from beginning to end get every single in-game asset <laughs> complete every side mission it was hilarious. And then see, we I'm a little bit older Super than Mario. As I say, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Like I used to remember having to keep Nintendo on and shut the TV off because you oh, couldn't yeah. it. And then uh <laughs> I used to do that shit all the time because I would be so far in a game. And then I also remember first starting the, the game on my com- on my computer back in the like the nineties and having to go, go get like twenty six floppy disks to be able to install the game. And then after like yeah, this that. 17, it would be corrupted. And then I would have to go back to like freaking wherever yeah. I got it from and say, hey, like I need to, I need this whole pack again. And then you would get that pack and one of those floppy disks would be like not ready. Like it was, it was crazy, dude. <laughs> I remember that. I just, dude, it's good times just thinking about it. But, but yeah, shout out to the people that actually like as someone that said Mega Man. I used to love playing Mega Man. I used to play Mega Man forever. And that's the, the thing. It was I would have to shut the thing off because I think the first Mega Man you couldn't save any. Couldn't <laughs> I would just keep my TV on or keep shut my TV off. Same thing with Zelda. Like I, I would play Zelda and get real far, and then I'd say, "All right, well, I'm going to shut it off, shut the TV off, and come back to it with this." You know, <laughs> this yeah. shit's so much fun thinking about it right now. But um, yeah, man, like we'll do we'll do another show. I got a I got a meeting to hop onto, but. I'm looking forward to like I didn't know you guys were doing all the merch and stuff and that's awesome, man. I'm looking yeah, forward to it. I've been doing it behind the scenes, but yeah, man. I'll rock. We, I'll thank rock. you. We changed our logo so many times the last six months we had to hold off. But yeah, man, well, it'll be live soon and we'll be in touch uh through like Telegram and things like that to let you know when it's live. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Hopefully we can get something over onto Cosmos too, like a, an app or something or some games, because there really isn't anything like that yet. I'm sure there's gonna be uh, real soon, but for sure, man, like definitely, definitely, be cool. definitely. After our IDO, we're going to put our heads down, build out this arcade, and we like we see a cross chain future. So, Cadena, Cosmos, anyone that wants to, you know, build a game or has an idea and wants wants it to wants to host it on the arcade we're we're open to it you know like because we've said it in the past we're mirroring after real arcade you know you don't walk into an arcade and only have one game to play <laughs> yeah you got sports games you got shooters you got puzzle games it, it, there's something for everyone right so there's so that's a, really uh, what we want there's a chain coming out called agoric which is going to be javascript smart contracts like i'm sure they could 
something like that would be cool too because you can you can build so many cool little easy games i guess that can be on web web three that are, are technically like web two based and stuff so be kind of cool. definitely we'll look out for that can you send me the name of that yeah well their tokens right. bl it's not out yet the token but it's bld for build but they're uh it's <laughs> if you have if you have a kepler like it is on kepler if you just scroll down you'll see it'll say uh agoric right right i think i have kepler i think i invested in shade so yeah you would have to you would have to have yeah kepler. i would need a kepler uh these wallets, man. I got like a hundred plus. It's hard to keep track. I know. Each one of my brave browsers, I have like every every wallet on them, and they're all different. So that's like having like six different computers on at once. Oh, it's pretty man. cool. But yeah, I have, I have seventeen so much. monitors and the six foot mouse. <laughs> Dude, I, I need more. My wife's like, you're nuts. I'm like, no, nah, I need more. I said, I, I want another one. I I want to have. I I want, dude. I want like ten monitors, honestly. Nice. nice. <laughs> Get that that prototypical uh, hacker scene in a movie with like fifteen monitors and, and just a bunch of matrix code. And they're all twenty-seven inch monitors too, so they're all big as hell. Oh, wow. wow! Like I just and they're all fourteen forty monitors, so like the graphics are so good on it. Like when I actually game or or whatever, like watch. I, I sometimes I'll even watch like football games on it and stuff. I just stream it because I have YouTube TV or whatever so it's yeah it's it's a it's a good little thing man i, I worked my ass off so it's like whatever i mean this is what i invest in like back into monitors and my computer and stuff you know so yeah i mean even just the leap from one to two monitors you're uh, so better it's so much better quality of life when it just comes to like gaming work uh anything like you become so much more efficient and oh, yeah. so much easier <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's like working in this space. I, I that's why I say like I even need more because I have so many tabs up. I had to put more RAM in my computer because I have so much shit up at once, like so much stuff. So it's like I need I, my, my computer is good now, but I have uh, I think I have sixty four gigs of RAM. I think or I don't know how many gigs of RAM I have. I have a lot, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I definitely um, we'll definitely keep the convo going. I someone had to reschedule a meeting so i had to go on it right now but uh, it was nice talking to you guys man uh wish you yeah, guys the best i'm always it. here thank you i'm always here to help you help all you guys out even the people just listening in right now shout out to terror spaces they record the show and um you know like so if you guys ever want to listen to recording that's it's on there and it's uh it's good, it's good stuff man good vibes all around man good luck with everything and we'll we'll be in touch obviously so take Definitely. care we'll let you know when that game is yeah, let me know in advance because, like, I'll I'll make sure that I can try to like stop by. You know what I mean? So yeah, all right. Yeah, I appreciate fun. everyone stopping by. Always great chatting with you, Haas. Oh yeah, man. take care, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Cosmos Haas and Arcade discussing GameFi, NFTs, fantasy football, and more. Recorded on Monday, August twenty second, two thousand twenty two. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play 
think it's a bust Plain old and just So we keep it on the one Blast off on the two Help me see the three Third eye open wide Checking out the scene Razor beam focus Star scream jokers Living off the fat Of the people they approach Tell me what happens When the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned For the famine on deck We was walking all erect With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-billion Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the Birds view, gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News, just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror Spaces